You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the Spittin' Statistician, and you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Big shout-out to us and, of course, all of our sports byline affiliates around the country and with the American Forces Radio Network around the globe, making Fantasy Freestyle truly a global show. I got my boy Donnie Burns with me on the ones and twos, keeping it so hot that we sweat steam. We got a good show lined up for you guys today. As you know, the NFL Draft kicks off tomorrow. Tomorrow at 8 p.m. from Philadelphia. Yo, we are going to get you ready for what you need to know. All week I've been going position by position. Today we put a little spotlight on the wide receivers that expect to hear their names called tomorrow night. I'm going to give you, you know, different flavors, different types. We're going to, you know, talk about the pros and cons of each. We also are going to get into a little bit of conversation about Eric Thames. Like, he's, he was actually called God in the Korean baseball organization, has come over, is number one on the player radar right now. We're going to talk about some of the things, you know, that maybe he learned in his time in Korea and how he's applying that right now with the Milwaukee Brewers. We also, as usual, we got some poll questions up for you. You can follow us at FNTSY Radio on Twitter. Of course, you can holler at me. Follow me at Spittin' Speeds right now. We got some poll questions up there for you. The first one, if you haven't heard yet, two NFL teams are making big moves at running back. The New Orleans Saints uh, have come to agreements with Adrian Peterson and... After a while, it's been hyped, right? But the Oakland Raiders do, in fact, have Marshawn Lynch. We asked you on the poll question, which one of these running backs will have a more productive fantasy year for their new team? We also, with uh, the NFL draft coming tomorrow, ask, you know, what do you want your team to kind of do? Stand pat, trade up, trade down, all that and more. I got my man Donnie Burns with me, the love doctor, the NBA associate. We're going to have some fun. Holler at me if you want, 844-843-6879. When we come back... We're going to get into a uh, speed starting lineup. I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, Eric Thames and his hot start, all right? Come on back. Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Aha! You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez. You're listening to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Of course, all our sports byline affiliates around the country and the American Forces Radio Network for all the service men and women out there. Um, you know, this is uh, Speeds giving you a little taste of home because you need to win your leagues and win your cash as well. So speaking of which, let's get into some news and notes around Major League Baseball. King Felix, Felix Hernandez, is going to the disabled list because of the shoulder. Listen, it was an ugly two-inning outing last night in Detroit. Going back to Seattle for an MRI on that shoulder. Not the only injury with the uh, Seattle Mariners. Outfielder Mitch Hanniger also going to the DL. He's got an oblique issue. Last night, Trey Turner hit for the cycle. Yo, and had seven RBI. Remember, he had a little stint on the DL also with one of those hamstring injuries. And I went and I checked today, and I'm going to tell you something. Trey Turner is 98% owned. That means right now, if you are, you know, chilling at happy hour or something, whether you're at Rock and Riley's here with Studio 34 or elsewhere, 
Two of the people in the bar right now, look around, two of them, are in leagues where Trey Turner is available. If you are one of those two people, you need to go out and get him. Brandon Crawford uh, strained his groin on a single last night. He was going on the bereavement list. It looked like this week anyway he had a death in his family. But now maybe they're just going to put him on the 10-day DL. Remember, I've been telling you about how they uh, teams are going to manipulate this 10-day DL. Another case of that, coming back tomorrow, Kendall Graveman coming back to pitch for the A's at uh, Los Angeles of Anaheim against the Angels, coming back from a shoulder injury. Remember, they put him on, and I said from the beginning, he was only going to miss one start, and now his second time through the rotation, he is back. Another person who might be back soon, Didi Gregorius, New York Yankees shortstop on track to return this weekend against the Orioles in Baltimore. So yesterday, when I gave you my starting pitchers, I told you, listen, the way to do it was either to ride with Kershaw or to try to beat Kershaw. Now, Kershaw had a great game, as usual, seven innings pitched, seven strikeouts, quality start, got the win, only gave up one, gave you about 48 or so points, and I'm talking about, say, FanDuel stats right now. But I told you, I told you that I liked Michael Waka. As an option, right? And Waka didn't put up as many as Kershaw, but he did go six, struck out, strike out six, get a quality start, get you about 34 fantasy points. And with that change in price, I was able to stack the Washington Nationals, including your boy Trey Turner, who hit for the cycle. He got me like 67 points. I had that cash because I didn't go Kershaw, so I stacked him with Adam Eaton. It looked real good. My boy Benny Riccardi from DFS Lineup Lock that you may be hearing if you're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. He also reinforced that that was the move. Hopefully, you listen to your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. Also, I know he wasn't on the slate last night because, you know, this game popped off before I come on the air here, 7 to 8 p.m. here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And, of course, you could always uh, download it afterwards get by getting the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. But if you're listening live, you could have called in and you would have heard me also say that I wanted to see what Dallas Keuchel did against the Cleveland Indians. And he passed that test. I'm telling you, he went another complete game, striking out five, giving up only two. He's now 4-0 and with 1.22 ERA. He has looked good. Good thing these teams are going well because if you remember my season preview, I had the Houston Astros and the Washington Nationals in the World Series this year. So... I was. I thought the Astros needed to, you know, pick up some pitching. Looks like Dallas Keuchel, in a return to his Cy Young form, could do just fine now. If only Carlos Correa would get his act in gear. So let's talk about tonight, though. Let's talk about tonight. I don't think there's a ton of options today. I'm scared off by some people. I'm scared off by Severino in Fenway. I'm scared off even by James Paxton, who, you know, we saw a little chink in the armor, armor last time out for the first time. He gave up runs. So here's who I'm on. I think there's some chalk. You know, you can't. T- there's nothing wrong with going John Lester, but he's 10,500 on FanDuel. But going up against the weak Pittsburgh Pirates lineup, remember, they don't have Starlin Marte anymore, but I don't like any pitchers going on the road, okay? You could have Cole Hamels at home against Minnesota, and Minnesota does like to strike out, and Cole Hamels does have good strike up upside. But at 9,500, I thought I could go even cheaper. And so who I'm settling on tonight in my, in my cash game lineups, for 8,100 on FanDuel, I like Dylan Bundy. I like Dylan Bundy in Tampa Bay. I like that he's going, instead of pitching in Camden Yards in Baltimore, that he's going down to Tampa Bay, better ballpark shift. And listen, Bundy has four starts, four quality starts, okay? I think he is basically the definition of post-hype sleeper. And you know how you would have known who the post-hype sleepers were? 
if you went to rotoexperts.com and got their exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package because it is your ultimate bench coach for the 2017 season. Stay ahead of the pack with our in-depth statistical breakdowns, trend analysis, and player insights. Become a waiver wire wizard and learn how to scan the numbers like a roto scientist. We help you with the ideal lineups every week, and this season, you can get a built-in fantasy training staff with our new injury advisor. Powered by InsideInjuries.com. Get the RotoExperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package now and start soaring to the top of the standings. And if you enter promo code free radio at checkout, you get a special discount. There's nothing better than that. You get Jake Seeley, Greg Sussman, Tony Sincata, everybody here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network to give you what you need to win your leagues and win that cash. You know who's helping people win their leagues right now? Eric Thames. Eric Thames has been absolutely ridiculous. He is literally right now the number one player in the game of fantasy baseball. And this is a guy, if you don't know, this is a guy who came over from the Korea Baseball Organization. Okay, had a short stint in the majors previously, went over to Korea, and then has now come back. He is right now. Okay, right now he is hitting 380 with a 500 on base percentage, slugging 930. So that means his OPS right now is 1.430. In 70 at bats, he already has 11 homers, 90 ribbies. That would, you know, pace out to something like what, like 85? He's clearly not going to do that. But this guy had a 40-40 season in Korea. This guy is literally known in Korea as God when he played for the NC Dinos in a, in a town called Changwang. Okay, this guy in Korea was in, like, comic books with Barry Bonds and Sadahiro Oh and people like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and here's the funny part. I read something today which drew a parallel between Thames and Cecil Fielder. Both of them had short stints in the majors and then went abroad over to Asia and then came back and, you know, maybe became bona fide all-stars, okay? And and, and it was interesting because something they credited, I you know, was the fact that it helped them learn plate discipline for a number of reasons. One is because out there in Japan, in Korea, that the pitchers have more breaking stuff and that there's a smaller strike zone. And, and, and Cecil Fielder, when he came back, he changed his walk rate. He, his walk rate went up from 8% to 12% when he came back, that he had that discipline. And I think that's really interesting. Okay, um, Thames had even a slow start in spring training. The other part is that it, when you go out there, you have the opportunity to maybe become an everyday player as opposed to maybe toiling as a part-time or platoon player here in the majors. And when you're a platoon player in the majors and you only get, you know, one or two games a week, four at-bats, you put that much pressure on all of those at-bats as opposed to, you know, really trying to learn and develop. This is the the case of um, a guy pretty much like going somewhere else to like bet on himself and know that he can refine his game and then come back. And I really think it's an interesting path. Thames not only is out there proving that he can come back and be, you know, an all-star caliber guy. I think he's also proving that this is a legitimate route for young players. They don't have to say if they're on the fringe, toil in AAA. Maybe they do try and go somewhere else where they could reflect, understand their game. You know, another point that was made 
was that the pitchers in Japan or Korea, it's a sense of pride for them to not let the Americans beat them. So they pitch harder around these imports, you know, maybe pitch around them. All the more reason that it would teach plate discipline. I think this is interesting. I think this could be real, okay? So obviously we talk sometimes here on the Fantasy Freestyle about diamonds in the rough and Fugazi. Eric Dames, not a Fugazi, but largely due to his time in Korea. And I think it's very interesting, also potentially illuminating a path Remember Brandon Jennings in basketball instead of going to college, went to Europe to season his game and then come back. I think it's very interesting, and I wanted to make that point, even though he did leave today with a little tightness in the hamstring. You know how it always goes. That's what Thomas Lowe would say. When we come back, we are going to focus on the NFL draft. Donnie Burns, I'm so excited about this. I know you're thinking about it also, who people are going to pick, big risks, all that good stuff. Come on back. Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We'll talk all about that, profiling the wide receivers specifically, all right? Does your team need one? Let's find out. Come on back. boy Dane Martinez. You're listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. If you want to get at me about the NFL draft, you can at 844-843-6879. Also, tomorrow on the show, I am going to be joined by my man, the fantasy executive, Corey Parson, and we're going to be right ahead of the draft. We're going to be breaking down, you know, uh, the latest moves. I hear that some teams are looking to trade. You, you know, I've been talking about for the last week. You hear a lot of smoke screens at this point of you know the year. Nobody wants to show their cards. Like for example, I'm here in Tampa Bay. The Bucks may be trying to trade down from the 19 overall spot. I'm here in the Tennessee Titans, maybe looking to trade down from the number five spot. Remember, they have the number 18 as well. The 18 is really theirs. They have the number five from that trade they made last year with the, uh, I believe it was the St. Louis Rams, right, when they moved up to get uh, Jared Goff. And a lot of other things we're also hearing. Remember, we've been talking about what the Cleveland Browns are going to do. A lot of people think it's going to be, Miles Garrett. Now there's some energy building around. Will it be the quarterback, Mitch Trubinsky? Mitchell Trubinsky, excuse me. Don't call me Mitch out of the North Carolina Tar Heels. But also now we're hearing that, hey, if they miss out on Mitchell, they'd be okay with Cal quarterback Davis Webb in the mid-rounds. He was not one of the quarterbacks I profiled when I gave you all those quarterbacks yesterday. But yet another one of those guys that could be going in the uh, mid to late rounds this weekend. As you already heard, Marshawn Lynch and that deal is official. It is a two-year, $9 million deal with a chance with incentives to get all the way up to $16.5 million. And, of course, other running back news, Adrian Peterson with the Saints. Big shout-out, first of all, to my boy, Rox. You may remember Rox from the Fantasy Freestyle, was my co-host for a little while. Um, I talk, He is a Saints fan, so I texted him yesterday about this, Donnie Burns, and I was like, yo, Adrian Peterson to the Saints. And Rox's response was, oh, man, Peterson is way too old to learn how to play cornerback for us. So, you know, I mean, that's where the Saints fans are thinking that. Obviously, offense is not the issue that uh, they need to look defense. And that's probably where they will go with, I believe, the 11 and the 32nd overall pick. Remember, they traded uh, Brandon Cooks to the New England Patriots to get more draft capital earlier on in the draft, Donnie. 
Yeah, so the, there's another good thing about this Adrian Peterson signing. Yeah. And that's it in fantasy relevance. You can pretty much kill two birds with one stone and not have to worry about Ingram or Peterson. Yeah. Because that's a, a little bit of a mess. I agree. From, for me, at least. I agree. And enough of nothing, to be honest, I could think the same thing about Marshall and Lynch. Remember in Oakland, they were part of a three-headed monster yep. with Latavius Murray a lot of good pass and Richard and Washington, okay? And they wanted Latavius Murray to be that kind of banger in between the tackles. Now, Marshall Lynch is doing exactly that but will he get touchdowns probably but will he get a ton of yards I don't know because I think they're going to really split time and uh, Donnie that brings me to our uh, poll question our poll question is who will have a better year who will be more productive will it be Adrian Peterson with the Saints will it be Marshawn Lynch with the Raiders or do you think both of them will have good years or will both of them kind of not really work out we have that poll question up over 100 people already have voted 49% of you say that Marshawn Lynch will have the better season 25% of you say that it will not work out at all for either one of them. 16% of you say both of them will be good. And 10% say Adrian Peterson. I agree with the Marshawn Lynch also because he's going to be behind a great offensive line. Remember, we talked about that Raiders offensive line all season long. Other things I'm hearing... Sammy Coates, wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers, is quote-unquote on notice. Remember I told you Martavis Bryant was reinstated after 400 days of being suspended by the NFL. And now when you think about that, obviously you have Antonio Brown. But now with uh, Bryant there, you also have Eli Rogers who emerged and Darius haywood Bay That puts Sammy Coates maybe five or six on the depth chart around there with guys like Kobe Hamilton trying to make the team. The other question I have up on the poll, and Don, this is amazing. We have never had this on the Fantasy Freestyle before. Are you ready for this? I don't know if you could see what I'm about to say. Do you know what I'm about to say, Don? I don't. Okay. The other poll question that I have up right now, check it out, Don, and you're going to see what I'm about to say. I asked people out there, what moves do you want their team to make? In the NFL draft this weekend, you know, people talking about trading up, trading down, you know, all this stuff. You know, people also talking about trading for players. Remember, we've talked about Malcolm Butler, Richard Sherman out there for the Jets, Sheldon Richardson. You know, we've heard a lot of talk. Jordan Matthews may be on the move around draft time. And I asked people out there, what do we want their team to do? Well, 58% say nothing. Just stand pat and make your picks, you know. 31% say trade down, and 11% say trade up. So if you know math, you know that already adds up to 100. So right now, the option of try to trade for players, for the first time ever in a poll, it has 0% of the vote. And right now we have about 70, 75 votes on that one. Donnie, I mean, maybe that's not your preference, but a little shocking to have 0%, no? Yeah, that, that is a little weird. I, we've been doing polls for, for a while. Now, yeah. And it's not like this only has like four votes, you know? Yeah. This right now has that 72 votes, I see, but zero for trying to trade players. And people like Malcolm Butler, Richard Sherman, those are some of the kind of names that can be out there. Those are proven commodities, okay? Like if I could have, if I gave up a third-round pick to get someone like Malcolm Butler, you know, or Sheldon Richardson, where it was a, what I knew was a solid player, you never know what the hit rates are on some of these guys. But I digress. We'll be tracking that throughout the show. What I want to do, Donnie... Because I want to get into the wide receivers. I've been going position by position. And we're going to be talking about this with Corey tomorrow on the Fantasy Freestyle. But, listen, we talked about the running backs. And I'm going to make my ice hockey analogy, that old Nintendo game with, with Corey Parts and the Fantasy Executive tomorrow. Remember the big, the medium, and the, the small little guys as it relates, in my opinion, to Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey, and Dalvin Cook. I talked yesterday about... 
quarterbacks. And what it really came down to for me were things like leading of men, communication, and why some of these guys, that's why I don't like Mitchell Trebinsky. My issue with Deshaun Watson is the communication, the verbiage, being able to actually um, communicate the play. Never really had to do that in the spread out there in Clemson. Today we're going to talk wide receivers. And it's the same kind of thing, okay? Different strokes for different folks. There are different kinds of receivers, and there's probably three wideouts. I'm going to give you three wideouts that I think are going to hear their names tomorrow in the first round. And they all do different things, Donnie. And, you know, we're going to talk about these kind of typecast kind of receivers. So the first one I want to talk about is Mike Williams. Mike Williams coming out of Clemson was Deshaun Watson's boy. This guy is what we call the ex-wide receiver, big outside wide receiver, okay, Don? Think about guys like Alshon Jeffrey. Think about Brandon Marshall. Think about those six-foot-three, big-bodied wide receivers that you like in the red zone that can kind of almost box out, right? That's the kind of guy Mike Williams is. He wins at the point of the catch. If you remember the national championship game, Don, in the last couple of drives, Mike Williams was making play after play against NFL talent on that Alabama defense. Um, Here are the downsides, though. He's not one of these kind of explosive wide receivers. His yards after the catch is uh, only 4.0. That's pretty low. Okay, that's pretty low in, you know, in football. He's not going to be a guy that's going to run away. With it, and I say that as Aaron Judge goes yard for the New York Yankees, a two-run shot in Fenway, giving the Yankees a two-nothing lead on the Red Sox. But um, that's the kind of guy Mike Williams is. Okay, that's why your comps are guys like Alshon Jeffrey, the the Brandon Marshalls of the world. Okay, like that Andre Johnson mold. Big shout out to retired Andre Johnson. So that's Mike Williams. If that's the kind of thing your team needs, Corey Davis, however, from Western Michigan. Okay, this is a guy who's known for like sharp route running, getting in and out of his cuts, knowing how to use his hands. Okay, this guy in three years had 266 catches and only one fumble. Okay, this is the kind of guy that could be good as your quote unquote like possession wide receiver, you know, or maybe a guy in the slot that can get separation with his sharp routes. He's not a tremendous speed guy. Okay, but he's going to catch the ball. He's going to use his hands. The comp that I've seen out there is Chargers wideout Keenan Allen, a guy who's crisp in his routes, can be physical, is sound technically, and can win, say, without elite athleticism. Okay, so if you're the kind of team that may need a possession receiver, maybe a team like the Cincinnati Bengals at number nine overall, perhaps, I think that could be very interesting. And then the third wideout that I want to talk about, and you heard him especially during the combine, that's John Ross out of Washington. This is a third type of wide receiver. If you ever hear the term during the football season, guys that can quote-unquote take the top off the defense, that is John Ross to a T. You remember, this is the guy who ran 4-2-2-40 at the Combine, breaking the record set by Chris Johnson, did not get the island from Adidas, but was signed by Nike, I think, that same day. He's also supposed to be good in and out of his breaks. And here's the thing, obviously, with that speed, great yards after the catch, great yak. We call it. But here's the thing. A lot of these speed guys don't have any hands. I'm reminded of guys like, Donnie, who do we have a bet on this year coming up with the Saints? Ted Ginn. That's right. I don't forget. That's right. So I'm talking about John Ross is like Ted Ginn, but with good hands. Yeah, he does have good hands. Okay. Last year, for example, Houston Texans, they drafted uh, late first round uh, Will Fuller, who was a huge speed guy, but no hands. Right. John Ross is is... just as good, if not better, because with it's the best speed of all time, but with the hands as well. Okay? So I think that's really important. And the sleeper I'm going to tell you 
out of the wideout spot is don't sleep on out of USC, my man Juju Smith-Schuster. Okay, this was a guy who was rated as a first round guy coming into last year, had some troubles with a new scheme, new quarterback. This is a guy that I think just is solid overall is going to come into the league and actually do better than his projection right now is something looking at like like the seventh or eighth wide receiver on the board. But I think there is good things in store for Juju Smith Schuster. Um, Here's what we're going to do. I want to tell you real quick about another guy I really, really like. And it's a guy who's going to be covering these guys on Sundays. And it's Sidney Jones out of Washington. This guy tore his Achilles in pro day. But I'm going to tell you about him a little bit more. I want to, when, we, when we come back, I'm going to talk about Sidney Jones, why I like this guy. I want someone to take a gamble on this guy, maybe even in the bottom of the first round. Or if some team gets lucky to get him early second round, what a what a... Uh, treat they will get and then also talk about some trends that i'm seeing in the drafts last couple of years okay so we're going to get into that and then of course we're going to put the fun and functional sports radio because that's what we do here on the fantasy freestyle we're going to play a little game with our boy donnie uh, donnie burns and we're going to ask him some weird combine interview questions that some of these college kids were asked we'll see how donnie burns responds he does not know these questions we're going to have some fun coming right back it's your boy dane martinez speeds the spitting statistician you're listening live to the fantasy freestyle here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. The Spitting Statistician. You're listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and, of course, with all our sports byline affiliates around the country and with the American Forces Radio Network making truly Fantasy Freestyle a global show. I got my boy Donnie Burns with me on the ones and twos. So hot that we sweat steam. Here's what we're going to do. First of all, I got to tell you that, remember I mentioned that the Yankees are up 2 nothing. Well, the other New York team, the Mets, are getting shelled as the Atlanta Braves have scored five against Robert Goodzellman in the first inning, and they are up 5 to nothing. And also right now, the Washington Wizards up on the Hawks by 11 back in Washington. That is midway through the third, game five of that series. In a series we are very interested in, Donnie, because the Wizards look like world beaters in Washington, but could not get it done in Arizona. We'll see if they take a 3-2 lead. I was talking to you guys about the wide receivers in the draft, and John Ross was one of them from Washington. One of the things that's interesting that I didn't mention is that John Ross was also going up against two uh, you know, first-round draft corners. Every day in practice, both uh, Washington cornerbacks are expected to go in the top two rounds. Um, and one of them is Sidney Jones. Now, Sidney Jones was supposed to be a top 15 pick. And he ruptured his Achilles at his pro day, the Washington pro day, six weeks before the draft. Okay, He was the, he was the top three cornerback in this draft. I also saw a couple of Washington games, and he actually jumped out on game film to me. I saw him. I was like, oh, this is a guy I want because as a Jets fan, you know, I wanted... I need some secondary help. But um, what he did, which I think was great, was he, he had a piece in the Players' Tribune about you know controlling what you can control, having a chip on his shoulder. And he showed one play that he, like, he dedicated himself to film study. Okay, He dedicated himself to film study, despite the fact that he started 39 games, was a two-time all-Pac-12 performer. Right, Saw that uh, Chris Harris Jr. Had a, had a piece on Players' Tribune talking about how game film and study was so important, that that's where the interceptions come from, knowing what is going to happen. And then he talked about how he rededicated himself to film study and, and, and showed this play and broke down this play where 
he, as a cornerback, intercepted a screen pass. Now, Donnie Burns, can I ask you something? That sounds rare. Have you seen cornerbacks really like read and then intercept screen passes to running backs? Before? No, that's exactly. And that's he showed just, exactly how he did it. I say it keep does. an eye on this. Just like the guy Jalen Brown last year, the linebacker out of Notre Dame who was injured and then fell to the second round. Please keep an eye on Sidney Jones. This guy is going to be, in my opinion, a stud cornerback, and I think will even be ready for training camp. That's what they are saying, despite rupturing his Achilles. In in March at his pro day. Okay, this kid also was an LA kid who was hoping to get recruited from like USC, UCLA, but only got love from Washington, Colorado, Utah, other Pac-12 schools. So this guy has a chip on his shoulder, and now another reason, another reason why people might pass on him, but is going to be a mental leader, and I think that is very, very important. Let's keep it moving, though. As you know, we got the NFL draft, and Donnie, we got uh, Corey Parsons. Coming on to join me tomorrow. What do you think that show is going to be like? Oh, Speeds be and the fantasy executive. Hopefully you could stay around for the draft show. Uh, yeah, yeah, H1. yeah. I might hang out a little bit. You know, the fantasy executive's got a full load. Uh, he's got, I think, Mike Blewett joining him. I think he might even have Jake Seeley joining him. So, you know, I might chime in. I might hang around until maybe the Jets pick, you know? Sounds we'll see good. How that, goes. that should be interesting. I can't wait to see. Yeah, see game. how that goes. React to that maybe and then uh, set sail. But, um... Let's play a little game here, Donnie, because, you know, we put the fun in Functional Sports Radio. That's what we do on the Fantasy Freestyle. You know how we do. We uh, give you what you need to win your league and win that cash, but we also put the fun in Functional Sports Radio. I saw this thing where, you know, all these guys that are about to get drafted, they're going on, in essence, what is the biggest job interview of their life. And a lot of times people don't know how to respond to some of these what people are saying are like weird questions that they get at the combine okay so don you do not know what these questions are i do not and i want to you know let's, let's role play a little bit baby let's so roll, before the love we even doctor. start this am i a top 10 prospect am i second round trying to get into the first round i think you're uh i think you're a mid-level prospect okay, like, you're right. someone you're a mid-level prospect just coming on in someone who uh you know Let's call you, let's say on, on Kuiper's big board, let's say you're like a third round, second, third round kind of guy. All right, let's get it. Okay, um, so, you know, what if, what if in your interview you were asked, um, like Jamal Williams, who's running back from BYU, he was asked, uh, are you a, more of a, a cat or a dog? See, that one's kind of hard. You said BYU. Actually, no, BYU's not that bad because they're not known as a gunslinging school. So you can really put on for your team okay. as a back for BYU. I thought yeah. you said Baylor. Yeah, but, I, but the question is, are you a cat or a dog? That's what they're asking dog. you. You're a dog? Why? Aggressiveness. You like that? Okay, aggressiveness. aggressiveness. That's why. Okay, okay. Here's uh, This one is a th- uh, series of three questions. All right, you ready? So first, if you get asked, what's the color of chocolate? Say brown. Cool. Then what if I say, what's the color of melted chocolate? Dark brown. Cool. Then I say, well, what's the color of butter? Yellow. What's the color of melted butter? Uh, clear. It's like, yeah, okay. Clear. If that's a color, it's clear. Sure. And then lastly, what's the color of snow? White. Okay. What's the color of melted snow? Clear. Very good, sir. Hey. I think you're going to get me on that. Very good. Very good. Very good. Okay. Um... What about um, this guy, Jeremy Sprinkle? He's a tight end out of Arkansas, mm-hmm. who people think are going to go in the mid-rounds also. That he was asked, if you were riding in a bus and it went across, over a cliff, where in the bus would you, be want, would you want to sit? I'm put, I guess I'm putting my... Uh, I, you know what? I'm putting myself in the back because 
I could kind of steady myself with the seat in front of me, and then if the the back glass blows out before we crash, I could kind of okay. hop out. Listen, I don't know. I feel that, man. I I gotta get a little creative. I don't know with that what one. this is for. I don't know what they're trying to read. I think Creativity, they're just trying to read yeah. about like how you respond to yeah. situations and stuff like that. You know, I also saw thinking on your toes. Exactly. One guy, uh, Sam Rogers, running back from Virginia Tech. He was just on the board. You know, how they asked him to diagram plays and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So they're, they're running this with him, like on the board, trying to install a play. Right. Yeah. Then they stop, and they just like. You know, basically small talk with him for like two minutes until to get his mind off it. And then they're like, okay, that play, what was it? You know, yeah, trying so to get you off. Thinking on your feet. Exactly. That kind of thing. Thinking off your feet. All right, here's another one. We talked about Mike Williams. Mm-hmm. You know, Love wide Mike receiver Williams. out of Clemson. You like, you like Williams? Number one. Really? Number one wide out. Think so. Remember, I, I, you know, that's a good question. Let me get your opinion on this. Yeah. Did you hear what I said, though, how there are different kinds of guys yeah, yeah. between the X receiver, the yeah. guy who can take the top off? I could, uh, what are your thoughts on that? You, so I'll give you my, I guess, top three. Yeah. Or, and, and this is in order, of Go course. Ahead, man. Uh, Mike Williams, and then I have Corey Davis, and I, John Ross is there, but that's another story where we could talk about tight ends being pass catch, really great tight ends in this, but whatever. That sure. would be my top three. The, and okay. here's the thing with Corey Davis. If he lands – in somewhere like maybe 16 to the the Ravens. Yeah. I really like that. Like I Oh really yeah, do. the Ravens definitely need a pass catcher losing losing Steve Big Smith. Fina- he's a finesse he's a finesse guy. Right. He, he's good at both. He's not very fast, exactly. but he's got great hands. He could definitely be very useful at 16 to the Ravens. Okay. Okay, so Mike Williams as we said, one of the Clemson guys. He was asked, "Would you kill someone with a gun or a knife?" Uh, gun. Do you think that that's the answer they're looking for, though? Or do you think I, they're I looking know. for, like... They might look for... Nah, no I don't want to kill anybody. Yeah. Remember, any death saddens you. We talked about this already. If I if they say you have to pick, I'm right. picking a gun. Okay. But I mean, fair enough. Yeah. But I don't know if they're looking for that or if they're looking yeah. for you to not... If they, you know. if they have the, the answer of you have to pick one, I'm no, picking No, I think it's an open-ended question. Oh, okay, Be like, then I'm not killing anyone. If you were killing someone, would you do it with a gun or a knife? No not killing anyone but if i okay. am and i have but to. this is for football you don't think maybe they want that aggression i don't think they want the knife aggression that you gotta <laughs> okay. like watch them die like right. slowly so what about like and you know you are the love doctor right i kid you not i kid you not cameron lee he's a guard out of illinois state mm-hmm. he was saying that the interview was just fast-paced they were giving him a lot of questions very quick rapid fire and he thought it was just to see if he could process information right and you know speeds the spitting statistician i talk a little quick sometimes yeah. right but what if we in the middle of going back and forth and then i just go boom hey uh donnie b bra panties <laughs> Uh, panties. Apparently, he was asked. This guy was asked bra or panties in a, in a series of rapid fire questions. See, that's the thing with interviews, though, and even for these guys, I don't know if this kind of works with them. But a lot of the times, you don't necessarily need to prepare. If you don't prepare, it might be easier, right? Because you have answers in your head that you want to say already. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, you that you come out with honest, like quick answers, whether they be good or bad. You're still coming out with. Quick, honest, it doesn't sound like you're lying or generic. Absolutely. I got three more for you, okay? Let's go. Uh, Michael Rector was a wide receiver out of Stanford. Um, you know, so he's a wide receiver. He was asked what was his best game in his college career blocking-wise. And I think that was a very interesting question. Yeah, I like that question. I like that a lot, too. And I like uh, if a wide receiver can answer that, it shows that, you know, it cares about not if only his stats. If he can break stats, down the play, too. Right, breaking down the play, understanding of scheme. And also, you know, that's, you know, that's working for your teammate, not for your own self, right? Yeah. So if you could actually describe that and remember that the same way you remember, say, a great catch you made individually, I think that says a lot about um, your team fit, you know, and things of that nature. Yeah, so I, I want you that describing that block as well. Well, as right. you described that game-winning red zone touchdown. Exactly. Okay, now here's another one. Corey Levin, who is a 
guard coming out of Tennessee Chattanooga. He's a junior coming out. He's 20, okay? He was asked, you ready for this? Yep. He was asked, what's his favorite alcohol? Southern Comfort. See, no, Donnie, that's the wrong answer, bro. Why? He's 20. Oh, well, that's the right answer for me because I'm 24. <laughs> that can't be a wrong answer. Fair enough, fair enough. But see, you can't slip up, though. That's true. I think you can't slip up. You can't I forgot slip up. I was a 20 year old. You was all prospect. quick with it, too, bro. You was like, nah, <laughs> Southern Comfort. That's what I like. Oh, I've been drinking funny. that for years. That's funny. <laughs> nah, so that's, you can't get caught out there, bro. I didn't think I was going to get caught with any of these. <laughs> that just shows I really didn't know any of the that's questions. That's true. You did not know the questions. Yo, speaking of which, you know, I don't want to say anything, but there is a. Um, a DB out of Ohio State that is accused of some very, very, very yeah. bad things right now. One thing I wanted to ask you, though, Donnie, like, remember the Laramie Tunsil thing? Mm-hmm. Right, I like, do. I'm minutes a before fan. the draft. Right, minutes before <laughs> the draft. So. Yo, do you think that, I mean, I don't want to even get into, like, the seriousness of what he's been alleged with, yeah. but, like, the timing of this is very coincidental, yeah. huh? That one is, that one's a little different because a lot of people are more lenient towards what, right. well, not with the gas mask, but the, the right. smoking. The culture is a little yeah, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is. No, and the league has a very high stance when it comes that. to when it comes to obviously yeah. um, any kind of domestic team. violence or any kind of uh, you know. You um, might even be out of the football. second round. In my opinion. He might be off the board. Yeah. You know, like. But then again, you never know. Joe Mixon, I expect to get his name called yeah. on Friday. Remember Tyree Kill mm-hmm. dropped big time, but then had such a great season last year. Right, okay, I got one more question for you. Donnie, and this is one that um, I have even asked people when I interview in uh, you know in my other worlds. Um, Donnie, if you could uh, pick to fight one of the following, which would it be? Would you fight one horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? Isn't that like fighting the same thing? Nah, man. Say that again. Uh, Would you want to fight one horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? You want to fight a lot of mini horses or one huge gigantic duck? I'm fighting the big duck because all <laughs> okay. those horses remind me of like a bunch of screaming cats. Okay, okay, fair enough. Yo, last thing I want to say, we're going to have, have to take a break and then we're going to tie a nice little bow on the show. But I would be remiss if I didn't talk. Remember, uh, you know, you may have heard ESPN is laying off a ton yeah. of personnel, on-air personnel today. And listen, we're all here in the opinion-giving business. That's what Speeds the Spitting Statistician does. I'm so happy to everybody who tunes in, answers the polls, things of that nature. But... You know, where I want to go with this, I've been talking about this on the show for a while, this idea that people as a society, we are now cutting the cord, you know, right, Donnie? And I've been talking about, like, what is the NFL going to be in 2022, you know, if ESPN is losing viewers, losing ad dollars? I'm telling you, YouTube is going to be able to outbid CBS for the football contract in about eight, you know, in eight years, in six years. So I want to keep an eye on that, but, you know, never want to see anybody lose their job. I will say this, though, Donnie, you know, who got a job as a reporter today? Who? Michael Rappaport is the oh, sideline hey. reporter for the Big Three wow. Ice Cube League. That's crazy. You know I'm so it excited is. For that. You know it is. Yo, check it out. When we come back, we're going to uh, check in on the polls, and we're also going to have an interesting quote. Eric Thames is getting uh, hollered at for an interesting reason. Coincidence? I think not. We come back, we'll explain. Uh, this is Dane Martinez on the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and, of course, on all our sports byline affiliates and for the service men and women on the American Forces Radio Network around the world. We draft and play is tomorrow. It's going to be big things. Coming right back.
You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez. Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, yo, Donnie Burns, you know, we were talking about Eric Thames before. And one thing that I find hysterical is that he has been randomly drug tested twice already in the last week and a half. Uh, Eric Thames talking about what he wants to apply from Korea and a little bit of a little bit of a ironic twist on getting tested so much. Let's hear that, Donnie. You know, this whole thing is surprising me as well. Um, you know, like I really have no goals for this year. You know, I wasn't. I'm not trying to break any records or set anything. Or I just want to apply what I learned in Korea to see how it would fare here. And you know, so I'm shocked at all the results. I'm just here to, to play ball and um, do my best to stay healthy and stretch as much as I can. Um, so yeah. So if people keep thinking I'm on stuff, like I'll, I'll be here every day. I have, I have lots of blood and urine. So. <laughs> Eric Thames, plenty of blood and urine to go around. He ain't scared. He ain't never scared of that testing because probably, you know, he came from Korea. They're probably already on that next thing, whatever it is. But, no, I'm sure he's doing it on the up and up. Right now, also, towards the end of the third quarter, the Washington Wizards are up by eight at home against the Atlanta Hawks, 83-75. to Let's go, Wizards, so that Donnie Burns... Uh, you know, the NBA correspondent, his little pick, can still be live. Last check real quick on the polls that we have up there. 48% of you think that Raiders, now new Raiders running back Marshawn Lynch, will outdo Adrian Peterson. I tend to agree with that offensive line there in Oakland. And then still, 0% of you think that your team will make a trade to try and get a player. And remember, there have been some players out there on the trade block. Richard Sherman, Malcolm Butler, Eric Decker, Jordan Matthews, Sheldon Richardson, Dominique Rogers-Cromartie, among others. We will find out tomorrow. I'm real excited. I'm going to have Corey Parsons, the fantasy executive, with me. We will be taking you up to the NFL draft, talking again about all the people that will make an impact, people that you will hear tomorrow as first-round picks, and also the fantasy implications, people are going to lose their job tomorrow. Like, for example, if Leonard Fournette does go to the Jaguars, what does that mean for Chris Ivory? You may need to know this, especially in your dynasty leagues. We're going to be doing that tomorrow. Dane Martinez, fantasy executive on the Fantasy Freestyle, heading in to the NFL Draft. All that and more. Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on back tomorrow. 